Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to Building Soul Empire, the show where I take you along in real time as I build a seven-figure empire in impact, hopefully in less than one year. So last week is the first time I really take a break in, I think, six months or so, and I made the conscious choice to take a break from everything. I... Uh, went to Paris from Thursday to Tuesday. So that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, six days. I didn't take my laptop. Um, I didn't take anything. And I decided that I wasn't even going to um, record podcast episodes. I just was going to take a, a clean break uh, for six days. And I had anxiety uh, before leaving because I really didn't want to take my foot off the gas. Um, things had been developing so fruitfully and excitingly and it actually caused me anxiety um, to go on vacation. <laughs> What's the rap song? Fuck your vacation, I feel better at work. You know, like it Anyhow, um, you know, I decided that given that I was going to be in Paris with my mom, and I think that was a very important trip, I know that was a very important trip for our relationship, that, um, you know, prioritizing time with my mom, prioritizing enjoying, um, enjoying Paris was going to be, was going to be supreme in the long run. Um, and... It was interesting, like looking back on the trip now, I think there are a handful of jewels and, you know, like collections of things that, that have, that have come with me. One, I think my heart softened. I think my heart softened a lot, like getting to know my mom better. So I've been, I've, I've been living back at home since COVID happened because I used to be based in the States and then COVID happened and we didn't know how long it was going to last. And so I decided to be with my family during that time. Um, but when I came back to Lebanon, you know, I was pretty changed after having been 10 or so years abroad and having, you know, I got into yoga and meditation and chanting. And I don't think my mom really understood that. And so there was kind of a distance between us. Um, and I was surprised by how decent and loving and caring and gentle um, my mom is. That was just very, very heartwarming. And I think very healing because there had been a kind of roughness that formed in me as a protective layer to be like, well, I can practice whatever I want and I can do whatever I want. Um, and it was very rewarding to have that kind of melt away and fade away um, and be more genuinely connected to my mom. <clears throat> the other thing that struck me was how good the food was, which I absolutely was not expecting. French croissants are on a completely different level. But like the, the, the sensual pleasure of eating was amazing. Not the best coffee I've ever had in my life. Um, but, but very, very, very good food. Very, very good food. And then like art everywhere. And I think that was very healing for me because being in the wellness space, I think there's not even just being in the wellness space, but I feel like there's a, 
pressure to feel a certain way. And we all have pain bodies, including me. And and I, I think like the way I've been approaching my pain bodies is they shouldn't be there. And they should be different and they should be something else. But seeing all the art in Paris and all its forms, the ugly, the good, the strong, the powerful, the, like art is so far from art. Art. Art is so far from an aesthetic expression, right? It's a, it's a guttural expression. It's it's not really meant to be pretty. It's meant it's meant to be, an expression of something inside, and somehow like that made me feel, um, very safe to accept, how I feel and to accept what's mine and, like the mantra that I've come home with is. me talking to my body and talking to my pain bodies and talking to the things that hurt me physically like the the emotions that still sit in my body is just to say it's okay you are safe to express yourself however you want you are safe to express yourself however you want you are safe to express yourself however you want um and that's been really nice because i feel like i can meet myself where i'm at versus where i want to be uh, and there's something very grounding about that and very um very humbling too like these things these signals that i interpret as pain if i just sit with them like they'll turn to color or they'll turn they'll turn into a sensation rather than being something that's quote unquote painful and so i feel like there's been a lot of internal alchemy happening just by accepting accepting my pain body accepting my body and my psyche the way it is and I don't mean my body in like a physical aesthetic way I mean my physical body like the way the way it feels to to live in it um and that all came as a result of seeing art and that was really really nice one of the themes that kept coming up in museums was um like the human and nature and so I kept seeing these roots growing out of me, um, you know, roots growing into the parts of me that are dead and bringing them back to life. And so art was such a lived experience in the city, which was so nice. And we did we did a bunch of the main museums. We did uh, the Palais de Tokyo, which was so nice. Um, we didn't do the Musée d'Orsay this time. We did the Museum of Modern Art which like scale is such a fantastic element to play with like there were paintings the size of a room and then you know tiny 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 paintings that are so intense and those are the ones that I love the most actually I love the really small ones um we did the Musée de Picasso but like more than that just walking around the city and seeing how art is such an expression of life there like every other every other little shop is a gallery and so it was very very nice to spend time uh to spend time with the artists themselves to start drawing again well I have been drawing again for a while but just to to enjoy that and um one of the really nice things that came out of Paris was um having a joint pottery project with my mom where she will do the espresso cups and like serving plates and whatever and then I can I can basically uh, color with thin line on top of them but like as, as the whole um, 
experience of Paris was panning out. And we went, by the way, to the Louis Vuitton Foundation, which was amazing. Like, totally, totally recommend. Um, where they have major, major art exhibits. And, and we really, really enjoyed those art exhibits. Um, what was I going to say? Um, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. <sighs> oh. As the Paris experience was unfolding, one of the things that I was keeping an eye out on was, okay, how, how is business functioning? Like, how, what, are, what are the common traits of places that are successful? And two things, two things kept coming up. One was consistency. And the second was love. And... So one, like, consistency, like the Louis Vuitton Museum. Um, and, uh, you know, Paris is a fashion capital. So seeing, like, all the fashion places, like, what what makes them tick? One is consistency, like, the the consistency of what they're doing and how they're doing it for years in the same, you know, on the same line of excellence was just so, so obvious. Um, like choosing one thing and doing it very, very well. And so not just when it comes to my career, but my life, uh, I think that's such a powerful lesson. And that's also something that I learned from my partner, which is consistency. He is the most consistent person I've ever met. Um, consistency in loving, consistency in showing up, consistency in being true to his word. And I think that's something that I really want to breathe in and and anchor myself into um, and so like not just career wise, but like, who are you choosing to be every day all the time? Um, and I'm somebody who's still battling quite a few insecurities. And sometimes that gets in the way of me loving the way I want to love or showing up as a partner that I want to show up as. Um, and it also sometimes makes me question my ability to love in the first place because I have these insecurities so then I ask myself, like, does the love that I give come from a place of weakness and wanting or does it come from a place of magnanimity and wanting to give and wanting to share and wanting to experience? And it's not always the latter. Um, and so that's something that that consistency, consist- consistency of character and career is something that came up. And I felt like it's God's way of saying, like, cool, you switched careers, but stick to it, like stick, you know, like run the long mile. Um, And then the second thing, the second thing that came up was love, like loving on your customer. And they're small things, like we were, when we were waiting in line at the Louis Vuitton Museum, everybody got an umbrella, you know, to shade you from the sun. And I feel like excellence and service, whether it's really good food or a you know, or a beautifully curated museum, like that's all loving the customer. That's all loving the person who's having the experience. And it's an experiential thing. Like what experience are you giving the customer or the client? So that's another thing that I noticed. And like places that are generous, generosity, I think also was a very big thing. I mean, I didn't see that with the fashion brands, but we saw, uh, a mogul restaurateur uh, who's Lebanese in Paris and 
you know, we were invited for lunch and then he even paid our cab to the airport. And that left us with such an amazing impression of who he is and what he does. And that's also something that I learned from like reciprocity, give first and then you'll get in return, but give, 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 give. And so that was, that was a beautiful thing to see. So, you know, to recap the two things that came up were one consistency, consistency in message, consistency and who you're being consistency in what you're offering and then secondly loving on the customer and I think oftentimes that expresses itself in excellence and I would say probably like the third thing that came up um, is my relationship with time where I always feel rushed I always feel like I'm behind I feel like I'm not doing enough um, I feel like things aren't moving to the at the pace that I want them to be moving at um, and I think what that does is it takes away thoughtfulness and I don't want that to happen. I don't want to, I don't want to sacrifice thoughtfulness for speed. Um, and I actually learned that from my mom in her relationships, just being very mindful about thanking people, mindful about being present, mindful of, of just acknowledging what somebody has given you, um, in a meaningful way and that's something that I really appreciated and I think it's something that I would like to bring into my business and 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 here like I think what comes to mind more than anything else is social media and being more thoughtful in my social media um, I would say like finally one of the breaking points that happened for me which started to happen before I left for Paris but I became kind of aware of what the narrative that's in my head is playing. And the narrative that's playing in my head is like, oh, it's so hard to be an entrepreneur and you're going to struggle and work 16 hour days for the rest of your life. And, you know, like that's the narrative that I had of entrepreneurship. And then when I was traveling and I like broke out of this work shell that I was in, um, it was a reminder that everything in the world is available to me. Everything in the world is available to me. And the narrative that I have on entrepreneurship doesn't have to be true. It's a narrative, but it's not the narrative. And I remember when I was chasing the career that I wanted in New York, I didn't really have the grounds for it, at least I thought in my head, right? Like I didn't have the necessary background to be working in the financial district in New York and wearing a suit. But I wore a suit anyway, and I waited for the job to show up, and it did. And I ended up working at the financial district in New York. Um, and so I feel like oftentimes the main belief, the main factor is belief. Like, how much do you believe? How much do you believe? How open are you to it? Um, and the same thing happened when I graduated from graduate school. And I was like, I want a C-suite job, and it happened. And so now when it comes to entrepreneurship, like, leaving my bubble for a while which is like oh the struggle bus and I need to work so hard and I need to work all these hours even though I absolutely love what I do like I wish I wish there were more hours in the day that I could dedicate to to learning and serving I mean I, I absolutely love it but this this element of struggle doesn't really have to be there it's not it's not the truth about what starting a business looks like um and I think that was really fun. That was a fun break to have in my head so that I can 
start thinking about what traveling in my business looks like, what being an international coach looks like, what, you know, serving the type of clients I want to serve looks like. And then all the work that I've been doing over the last couple of months feeds into that where I've honed my message and I know who I want to work with and I know what I offer. And there's obviously still work to be done, but at least I have an angle. Um, and so that that break in perspective was really, really important. And, you know, as much as I hate to say it, like getting out of Lebanon for a while was really, really good for me, it was very, very good for me. Um, very good to smell fresh air, very good to be surrounded by, by, even though art is not aesthetic in nature, like by an aesthetic culture. Um, and I would say like the crowning jewel of the whole thing was having, having walls melt around my heart and have, and getting like a lot closer to my mom. Um, And then, like, what I would want to close with is, yeah, I have insecurities, and yes, I have a pain body, and yes, I have all of these things, and I think I'm really grateful for having a growth mindset, because it encourages me not to shut down, but to love myself and to work through the process of loving others, um, you know, and and not 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 accepting. not accepting that that who I am today is who I'm going to be forever and I think that's a really nice thing like to give myself room to grow in terms of characters is I think essential uh one of the things that was dogging my mind when I was there is you know I still don't understand what the perfect day looks like to me which has been a bit irritating and so I've gone back to waking up at seven and then basically working from eight to six, um, and then training, going home and sleeping. And I still don't know what the ideal day looks like to me, even though I exper- like I loved being part of the 5 a.m. club, but then sleeping at eight, 9 p.m. like wasn't that sustainable for me every day, uh, especially because I love training in the afternoon. So that's something that I would still like to explore. And... Yeah, I would say like coming back to the strategic thinking of my business, uh, things have shifted in that I don't feel fully dependent on social anymore as a way to as a way to connect with people and serve. Um, like I think corporate has really opened to me, travel has really opened to me, um, and I'm still not I'm still not fully ready to like talk about strategy because things are still are still settling in. And so with that, with the message of consistency, love, and thoughtfulness, um, I leave you and I will see you tomorrow, beautiful humans.